This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. <laughs> I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. Here comes Jared Stern. Here he comes. Hello. What's up, buddy? How's it going? It's going well. Do I look as exhausted as I feel right now? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yeah, you do look a little tired. I haven't slept in four nights. Four nights. Ask me why. Well, why? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a little kitten. Oh, my goodness. So for those, uh, I just held I up a kitten. Me. This is yes. Chloe. Hi, Chloe. She very is. cute. Very yes. tiny. And uh, this will be the entire podcast. I'm just going to let you talk while I kiss this cat. <laughs> and probably, and probably. All right. So she's been, been keeping you up at night? She has her own sleep schedule. She likes to sleep all day. And then sometime around 1130 at night, she likes to wake up and uh, play with Cooper, the other cat. Okay. And that usually lasts until about 3, 330 in the morning. And do they make a lot of noise when they're playing? I've never heard two cats playing before. Yeah, they make some noise. There are some toys in their room. But I, I realize I have very strong maternal instincts. So I, I can usually initiate sleep sequence and sleep through anything. But if this cat makes so much as a whisper, just a, then I will shoot awake to make sure that she's okay. It's mm. adorable. Um, I, we did <laughs> not expect to get a cat so quickly. I, I think I had mentioned on the podcast last time that we were looking at a cat that had your dog's name, Winnie. Yes. Um, and a friend of ours, sister is fostering kittens. And I was very depressed after the passing of Penny. And um, Julie said, do you want to just go and play with some kittens? And I went, okay, th th there's no harm in that. You can never say no to that unless you're right. just blatantly allergic. Right. So we went over and I picked this little kitten up and she just immediately fell asleep in my arms. And the foster parents looked shocked and were like, well, that's never happened before. Because apparently she doesn't like to be picked up and she fell asleep in Julie's arms. So uh, we took her home and, and now we have another kitten. We have a, okay. we have a little kid which is definitely making us anxiously prepare for having children of our own because neither so, of us slept much. So I, I'm not, I'm not quite as familiar with cats as I am with dogs. And I'm not sure. even that familiar with dogs because I've only had one dog. Right. Uh, but so what's the training process like for a cat? So they're pretty smart from my experience with the exception of Cooper. Now, Julie has a, a Persian, and every, so when we were looking at cats about like talking about maybe getting another one, every cat Julie sent me was like the dictionary picture of like a derpy animal. Like their <laughs> eyes were spaced far apart. It was clear that they couldn't calculate how to walk around the corner of a room. Like it was just, and so Cooper is not the brightest cat in the world. I like intelligent animals. I had long conversations with Penny late at night. She would make eye contact with me. She would meow back to me. So we compromised on Chloe, but Chloe is a very intelligent animal. Believe it or not, we were told that she was going to be really shy. She is so adventurous. Like 
She got introduced to both the cat and the dog uh, the night she came here. All three of them have been really good with each other. She's really good about playing with both of them. I, there will never be a cat like Penny. There will never be an animal that was a companion on the level of Penny. But Penny could be a bit of a bitch. And Penny was like, she was like, <laughs> leave me alone. I don't want anybody to touch me except for me. And so it was always kind of a shame because like the dog and the cat wanted to play with her and she was always very standoffish. So now it's nice to have like a cohesive household where like all the animals play with each other. Okay. So, but she's very smart. She knows how to use the litter box. She knows how that to- That was quick. Yeah. I mean, just immediately. She, so this was weird. So because she sleeps in the exact same spot Penny slept in the bed. So like up by my head, I got another little oh. bed up there. So, you know- Everybody deals with grief in their own way. When Penny passed, I had a little bed that was next to my head in bed. She would sleep up at the head of the bed with me. And I couldn't bring myself to get rid of the bed that was there. Like it was just, I was so used to sleeping in a certain way around the bed. And so I left it there. And then the first night, Chloe just ends up climbing into that spot and like passing out there. And so we were like, okay. So she's really, (laughs) she's really done a good job of taking on all of the qualities that Penny has. The, the spot that Penny usually sleeps in under my desk right here, she jumps up to right now and is now passed out in. Like, it's just, it's very eerie. It's like Penny was reincarnated three months before Penny passed away. <laughs> to this cat. Sure. Very odd. Well, who knows how that works, but. Who, know, who um, knows? But I, I am very glad to hear that you have found a new vessel for your, uh, for your animal affection. Yeah. It turns out that as much, so I have, Penny has legally been, has legally been put on documents as an emotional support animal for me for years, mm-hmm. simply so that I didn't have to pay pen, pet rent for her whenever I moved into <laughs> a new apartment or have to pay for her to fly. But it turns out that for all of the bullshit that I was spewing for her being an emotional support animal, she really was an emotional support animal because I went through a very, very rough week when she passed away. Well, it's not so much that she was an emotional support animal. It's just you're a very emotionally (laughs) fragile person. Just very needy. (laughs) And the fact that she happened to be load-bearing was, uh, you know, that's completely coincidental. That's the oddest jump is the fragility of this animal. Like, I'm going from a probably a 23, 25-pound cat to like something that weighs like two and a half pounds. Chloe's going to grow though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're going to stuff her full. We're going to get her up to penny size. No, <laughs> we've, we've agreed that we don't want another large, enormous cat like that. One last thing about Chloe, which is interesting. She picked her own name. That's another odd fact. So how her, does a cat pick her own name? So her foster name was Pebbles. And that's okay. a stupid name. We're not naming her Pebbles. So we had thought about names. We had brainstormed a couple. And uh, we had like a list going and we liked, um, what did we like? We liked uh, Winter. We liked Cleopatra and like Cleo. We really liked the name Delilah. That's what we had chosen. Delilah was a really great name. And so we got her, we called her Delilah. We posted on social media, new cat Delilah. So the first night we have her, she's running all over the place and we're trying to use the name Delilah. I realized there was one fatal flaw with Delilah, and that is that it's three syllables. Okay. I am a two-syllable maximum name. If your name is longer than two syllables, I will usually abbreviate you down to two or one. So did you call her Deli? Well, that was the original idea. We could call her Deli. We could call her Didi. Delilah wasn't rolling off the tongue. And at one point, she jumped on something, and I was like, Chloe, what are you doing? And Julie looked at me. She was like, who the fuck is Chloe? I was like, I don't know. I just like two hours later, she does something. And Julie's like, where's Chloe? And I was like, who, 
what? And so we both inadvertently called the cat Chloe. I'm laying in bed. Julie's passed out that night and I'm petting her. And I'm like, Delilah, Delilah. And then I turn to her, I go, Chloe. And she just meows, stands up, walks over to me and curls up next to me. Aww. I was like, Chloe okay. it is? Sure. I guess you're Chloe. Sure. Chloe now. Uh, I like Chloe because Chloe is short for Clenelope. I'm um, sorry, it's short for what now? Well, Penny was Penelope, so this is Clenelope. And Julie doesn't like that because she thinks Clenelope sounds like an STD. Yeah, it does. I it said really does. Clenelope sounds like what you treat an STD with. So we Ask decided- your doctor if Clenelope <laughs> is right for you. Clenelope may cause anxiety and depression. <laughs> Contact your doctor. No, 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 no. Clenelope is a treatment for anxiety and depression for you. Right. No, that's true. So yeah, that's the that's the saga of Chloe. She's now under the desk staring up at me, not understanding why I'm talking to myself. Well, Mazel tov. I'm very happy to hear that you have a new buttress for your for your emotional well-being. Yeah. It's important to not overload Julie with all of it because it can be a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a little late to this podcast. I did want to bring this up. I am experiencing something that I've never really experienced before. And it's generating a tremendous amount of anxiety with me. Oh wow! So, do you want to hold hold Chloe right now? Just to kinda... <laughs> no, no. I think I think I'm good. So I'm I'm going back into the office two days a week now. Oh, cool. Yeah, so am I. So it's an open floor plan bullpen office, um, mm-hmm. which is not conducive to sales because it's very loud, and it's not conducive to my ADHD because it's very loud and very distracting. But none of that's the worst part of it. The worst part of it is this. My CEO works in the bullpen with everybody from eight in the morning until eight at night. And I don't know when I'm allowed to leave. Oh, like, <laughs> I'm there. I'm like, I'm, I'm, this is only my second day in the office. And I'm like eyeballing everybody around me. And I'm like, so when do I get to go? What time does your day start? There's, it's never been established. I've been working from home for a year. I'm well, salaried. If you're well, okay, but if you're going into an office and you're yes. a salaried employee, mm-hmm. is it eight? Are you eight to four? Are you nine to five? Are one you... day, one day I arrived at eight forty. Okay. Today I arrived at eight fifty. Okay, so then there's, you, there's you, no so... set time when I have to arrive, and it's not been established a set time that I have to leave. Did you complete all of your tasks for the day? It's sales. There's never an end to my tasks. <laughs> Just keep doing more is my task. Okay. Well, then I would say my title is so high up at this point. Like my title is so like up there Uh that I don't want to undercut my own level of authority by going up and asking like, at what point am I allowed to leave? Like, because I feel like that undercuts my like level at this point. So you're in a bullpen or is the sales staff all in one section? No, no. There's only one. Out. There's only one person from my department in there at any time, and me and that person alternate. Oh, okay. So you have no, you have no basis for comparison. Is what None. And it's we have like an entire like suite of companies that we do because my company has many different pillars. We do branding, we do talent, we do licensing, we do taxes. So half the people, everybody there works in a different department. There's no continuity to base this off of. It's very odd. And and here's the thing. I've never really worked in an office environment. So like, this is all brand new to me. Never? Never. Never. Wow. I worked in restaurants. I worked in hospitality. And then for a while, I worked in nursing homes. But nursing homes aren't really offices. Nursing homes are their own beats. Like I worked in an office within a nursing home. Uh But 
it wasn't like an office office. So yeah, this is my, okay. I'm, I turned 39 in two days and this is my first experience working at all. That's right. Your by the way, here's the other thing. I've been at this company longer than most of the people who have worked at this office. Cause I got hired last August and like we did a whole big round of hiring in January. They've all been in the office for like nine months at this point. So they have their own routine and I'm just coming in using a desk two days a week. And my desk, my back faces the entire room. It is awful. Like I'm, my desk faces the kitchen area okay. and my back faces the entire room. So everyone so, can see your screen. So anyone who is walking by any direction to get to the kitchen has to walk behind my back into the kitchen. That sucks. And I'm just like the, and I'm, it's not like I'm doing anything wrong. I'm doing my job, but I hate having my back to a room. It is something that drives like Shane. Absolutely insane. Like Shane. Yes. It's, it's the cowboy. Yes. The cowboy. Oh, so like he, Jack Reacher. Kind of. Yeah. Well, do you know, so do you know Jack Reacher? I know of Jack Reacher. I've never read the books, never seen the movies. So, but, but, but I know he's a, he's a character in a, in a novel, but Shane, the cowboy Shane in the book, like there was a, there was a point in the book where he was eating dinner with the young boy's family and he sat at the head of the table because that seat faced the door. Yeah. And the father of the family was like, that's, that's my seat. And Shane was like, oh no, no, (laughs) I don't sit with my back to a door. Yeah. So that's yeah. So I'm just like Shane and uh, hopefully not exactly like Shane, because I really actually, no, I would like people to be confused as to whether or not I actually died at the end of my life. Now that I think about it, like I want to be slumped over my bicycle, just going off into the sunset with like a kid yelling after me and people being like, did he die or is he not dead? I never thought that there was any ambiguity, whether or not he, he passed. I just, I just remember come back Shane. Yeah, I remember comeback Shane, but I, I feel like I feel like it's like inception, maybe not like inception. Like it's clear that he died, but because they didn't show the death, like it Wow, you read a lot into Shane. I, I I mean I was I was a kid when I read it. So I mean I I, I just assumed he would just he was just leaving. I've never read the book, I've never seen the movie. I'm just telling you again. Well, how do you know? Because I am fluent in topics I know nothing about. <laughs> and we'll learn this as we get to fantasy football, but still. Yes. <laughs> So, all right, well, you brought it up, though, not the fantasy, fantasy football. football. No, 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 n- not yet. Your birthday's coming up. My birthday is coming up. On Thursday is my birthday. So the, this this podcast will be out by the time you turn 39. Will be. 39. Yeah. I feel like I've been okay turning 39. I may have mentioned this on a podcast before. I haven't fully processed that I'm turning 40 next year. It's not that bad. Listen I, I don't feel like I'm 40. I Nobody sure. else feels like I'm 40. I don't know. Yeah. We collectively are in a state of arrested development. And you, you, you've kind of proven this by saying you've never worked in a fucking office before. Like, yeah. we're, not, we're not really, we're only grownups in the fact that we have jobs yeah. and we're old. Yeah. <laughs> old by comparison. But when I think of my parents at my age. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. Like they were a lot more adulty and responsible because that's where that generation was. And now they, and they now raised a a new generation on, on television and convenience. And we have found a way to put off all the adulty stuff for as long as possible. 
I'm pretty sure my parents had all four of my siblings, me and all three of my siblings, by the time they were my age. It's crazy. It's insane. Like, I the uh, the my ability to avoid responsibility in any way, shape, or form for the majority of my life is commendable. Like, <laughs> I would say so. Yes. I, w- I wish there was some profitability from it. I wish I could gain off of all of this nothing I've done. But all I've managed to retain is just just youth. Just I look youthful. That's the you only do. thing. You look okay. Julie says. Julie says she thinks I look okay. Well. Hold on one Julie's home and the dog is freaking out. Yeah, I was wondering that it sounded sound like there was a lot of scratching going on. We got um I bought Clayton a Thunder shirt. Are you familiar? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently even a Thunder shirt is no match for Clayton's anxiety. When he hates the Thunder shirt, she she started shaking when we put it on her. Oh, you know what? A lot of dogs don't like to be like to wear clothing. They it feels like somewhat restrictive. Despite the fact that Andrea loves to uh, bring home outfits for Winnie, I keep telling her, stop dressing up the goddamn dog. She doesn't like it. She always puts her head down. She's just she's not comfortable with it. It's it's just not not something. It's not natural. She's already wearing a wool fucking onesie. Just let that happen. Clayton, today was Clayton's first day where both Julie and I went back to work. And mm. he was and even though she came home during lunch to let him out and feed him. He was very much a wreck when I got back. It's going to be tough to kind of figure that out because when humans start going back to work, what are the what are the dogs and cats going to do? Have you heard about this? Like, there's a lot of like animal depression and animals like really not doing well. Sure. Now their owners are back in the. Uh... Well, they have separation anxiety. Yeah. I mean, the dog has separate had separation anxiety anyway. Right now, it's just going to be. It, what did I do wrong? Why did they leave? Right, yeah, because she's going to blame herself. Like, they yeah. don't love me. They went out. And I always found, because whenever I would take Penny in the carrier, it was always to like the vet or something. So I always assumed that she thought every time I was leaving, I was just going to like a doctor's office or something, like someplace she would hate. And like right. she appreciated me more for not bringing her with me. The one thing we're, we're still trying to figure out is how to get Winnie to relax in the car. Ooh, she's the only dog that I've encountered that hates driving in the car. What? Well, most dogs like, you know, oh, I know. Yeah. The car stick, sticking their head out the window and going, ah, you know, yeah. feeling the wind in their face. Winnie hates the car. Like whenever, whenever we, we, we put her in her little, her little seat, we have, she has like a raised seat in the, in, in the back of my car. Really? She's a, she's a smaller dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought that if she was up higher, she could look out the window yeah. and that would, that would put her more at ease. Nope. Whenever we put her in the car, it sounds like there's a tropical bird in the backseat of the car because she's whining and whimpering so much. And it's just it's just heartbreaking to listen to. And then so we so every time we, we go somewhere in the car with Winnie, here's what has to happen. We get in the car. She then whimpers and cries for like the first five minutes until we just we pull over at like a dog park or a nearby place to let her uh, get out take a nervous shit or, <laughs> uh, or pee and then let her run around a little bit. And then we, and then she's excited to get back in the car and then we can go to our actual destination. It's like she, so gets funny. So, she gets so wound up in the car. It's so it's weird. So funny because anytime Julie asks me to go somewhere, I'm the exact same way. We're in the car. We got to pull over for 10 minutes. I go and take a nervous shit. I run around for a little bit and then I'm very excited to go wherever we're going. So 
<laughs> so do we get, can we talk about it? Can we talk well, about it? Yeah. Yes. Let's please. Let's talk about this. I have a question for you. Hit me. Before we get into the nitty gritty of it. And that yeah. is until I texted you on Sunday. Yes. Were you paying attention to anything? It turns out that the ESPN fantasy app just assumes you want notifications turned on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The phone told me what was going on far before you contacted me. And I looked at it and I went, okay. So for those of you listening, uh, we have started. I've started my my first soiree into Final Final Fantasy, into (laughs) fantasy football. Not soiree, foray. I'm sorry. I'm exhausted. I haven't slept in four nights. I'm going to say words the wrong way. First of all, my team name, I'm very proud of, very proud of the team name. Please let the people know. The team name is the Jared Stern, Jared Stearns. Fitting. Which uh, I'm not going to lie to you, took no effort at all to come up. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, all right, I need something. Okay, perfect. Uh, I texted my brother and I said, what is the absolute last text message you would ever imagine me sending to you right now? And he said that you're in Bethesda and you want to hang out. And I went, that's a close second. The text I'm about to send you is my fantasy football team is doing very well right now. And it was like, wait, what? What? You have a fantasy football? He's been trying to get me to do this for years. Oh, my goodness. Years he's been trying to get me. finally said yes to me. For one reason and one reason only. And it's a content. Content. That's correct. Because (laughs) of content. So my team started out doing well. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were going to do well because they started out doing well. And on the slider, it said at one point that I had a 76% chance of winning. That and is true. Like, and, at, and at the time, you did. None of that the mattered. One th- the one thing you have to keep in mind during fantasy football is there's the early games. Right. There are the late games. And then, of course, there's the Monday night game. You and your opponent have different sets of players going at each prescribed right. time. So if you had your quarterback or your run, or one of your running backs or one of your star wide receivers going in the early games, like those points then are accounted for. Right. Right. So those, but if, if your opponent only has like his kicker going and a tight end to go against your quarterback running back and, and wide receiver. Yeah. You're probably going to outscore those players. And it's going to look like you're kicking ass, but you have to understand that they have, he has the rest of his roster left to play. So do I have to put similar positions up against each other? It, it naturally does that. It will right. naturally. Because I haven't touched this thing. You drafted it. It automatically set it up and I haven't touched the thing. So week one, I think I did pretty good for doing nothing. And again, <laughs> All I want to do is excel at doing nothing in life. So I have one question. I yes. lost the first round. You do did. I still have the potential to win? Of course. Well, I don't know. I've never done this before. Okay. Well, every so week. It's not like a tournament style where it's like brackets. No. No, okay. no, 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 no. It's every week you face a new opponent. Right. And whatever points you scored last week don't factor into what happens right. this week and vice versa. However, you know, your, the players on your, on your team are facing off against other opponents in real life. Right. And maybe, maybe you incurred some injuries during week one, which you did by the way. And so there's, there's a strategy around taking those players that are injured and will be out of, out of action for a couple of weeks, or maybe even the entire season 
and either dropping them or just stashing them on your on your uh, on your bench until they're healthy again and putting someone from your bench who potentially could fill that gap back in your lineup for, for for the next week. Now it's a very it's a very kind of ghoulish transaction the way this works because we're taking the health and well-being of real life athletes and just kind of tossing it to the wind, you know? You have to have players that are ca- capable of filling in for either players that are on a bye, players that are injured, players that have a bad matchup. Now, that this is a mistake that I made on your team. Okay. I apologize for this. Something I didn't take into account is when I chose your defense, I neglected to realize that you had a player on your one of your players on your offense was playing against your defense. Yeah, wasn't sure how that was going to work. It happens because there's only so many decent defenses in the league. And when you have multiple players from multiple teams, it's just going to happen. But yeah. some, but your, but if, if the matchup is so, so crappy, like if you, I mean, your defense was playing against the Kansas city chiefs, which is an offensive powerhouse, you wouldn't generally want to start a defense against the chiefs. Right. Because they're going to, they're, they're going to go nuts regardless of how good the defense is which is exactly what happened. Yes. Like the Chiefs put up 33 points on the Cleveland defense. So you ended up with zero points for your defense, which is good because it could have been a lot worse. You could have gotten negative points. Like what I like Wait, what what? I was, I was going to say, how could it be worse than no points? And now no, I'm you getting... can get negative points. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. and, and that happened to me because in, in fantasy football, what you're going to find is it's all about expectations, expectations and projections. Okay. People, the experts, the quote unquote experts, the, the, you know, the prognosticators, the people who claim to know what they're talking about on ESPN and, and, and all the other sports shows based on performance from last season or based on performance from earlier in the season, they make projections right. for each player for how they should perform against the team they are playing. You will see that in your scores when it's showing you how well it thinks you will do against your opponent. Right. There are projected scores for each of your each of your players. That's how good the experts think that player will be. Like me, I had Aaron Rodgers on my team, starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He was he was the number one quarterback in fantasy last season. He also had a, a very widely publicized tiff with the team. Almost did not play this season because he wanted to eventually be traded did not like the coaching staff. There were some decisions made in the playoffs that he was he was not happy with. So he was like, you know, rather than show up for the preseason, I would rather just spend that time uh, in Cuba with, with my girlfriend uh, and just hang out and play the ukulele, which he did. And so he didn't participate in any of the preseason uh, training, any of, the, any of that stuff. He reported to camp at like the last possible moment but he's Aaron Rodgers. He's been in the league for years. He's, he's a pro. He's one of the best quarterbacks out there. He laid a fucking egg for me on Sunday. He had uh, barely 100 yards passing and threw two interceptions, which got me a whopping, like, negative two points. So I could have had nobody in that slot and done better than I did with Aaron Rodgers. Did you win your week? No. No, I, I got my vicarious ass kicked. So two Jareds down. 
Who charged them? Yeah. I cannot wait to continue this process of playing fantasy football and never watching a single game. But that's the thing. You need to actually watch watch some of these games. But I don't because the app tells me what is happening. And more importantly, I already have my first uh, coach, my second coach for this week. So this week, Connor, my brother, is going to be helping me set my starting lineup. Oh, fantastic. And okay. each week I will find somebody new who will take a look at my uh, at my lineup, ideally, and help me through the process. Now, I, I asked Connor, I said, can you just do it for me? And he said, no. He said that he'll watch me do it, but I have to do it myself. And I said, <laughs> good. Okay. So <laughs> we will be going through the process together. Uh, if anybody is listening to this and would like to take a week and help out the Jared Stern, Jared Stearns, uh, please message me on Instagram at Sternanigans and uh, let me know. I'm happy to give you a week and we're going for a win. We're going to win the entire competition, knowing nothing about football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just taking a look at who, who you uh, who you have here and who they're up against. See, Ezekiel Elliott underperformed last week. Hopefully he, they'll, they'll hand him the ball coming up this week against the Chargers. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire also underperformed. According to the projections, it looks like you're going to um, run away with this. And by run just, away with it, I mean score eight more points than him. I'm just going to claim victory right now. I'm going to go all in with the projections and say thank you very much, everybody, to the winner this week, Jared Stern. I'm going to set my own lineup this week. I don't even need Connor. I'm projected to win. God bless you, sir. I mean, you, you're lucky that you're going up against a, a team comprised also of people who largely underperformed. So this, this isn't my natural talent at this. This is I'm going up against a worse team. Yeah, you're going up against the worst team. That's I'll take it. I'll essentially. Take it. But here's the thing. I mean, he he lost last week, too. So okay. it's two 0-1 teams battling it out to see who is less relevant. <laughs> That's funny. I love this. I love the process of this. I love, I love <laughs> I the, hope you do. I love the I new notifications I'm getting. I was checking it all throughout the day Sunday. Like I was looking, I was like, I'm winning. And Julie goes, this is great. I was like, I love this. I love winning. And then I started losing. I was like, this is terrible. This is why I don't gamble. Because like, I have no control over this None. at all. None at all. None. No. I have no control over the outcome of this. I hope you do enjoy this because this is something that brings me a lot of enjoyment throughout the entire football season. I, I'm with you for it. I'm with you. For it, it. it basically what it does is it gives me a rooting interest in just about every game being played. So if I'm watch, if I happen to be watching a game, I can say, well, I have X on my team so I can root for them to do well. It's a brilliant way for the football empire to keep its fans engaged mm-hmm. in games that are not normally relevant to them. So like as teams get knocked out of the league, people will still continue to watch because of fantasy football. It is That's right. absolutely brilliant. For those of you listening, there's a strong possibility that a good 15 minutes worth of me being explained how this works gets edited out. Possible. Because you guys know how this works. I'm just an idiot that's never done this before. Well, here's the thing. That's not entirely true. Oh, yeah? We, we, we don't know how familiar everybody is with fantasy football. Maybe we are helping guide uh, someone else who is a, a complete novice okay. through, the, through that world. But I mean, there are also people that I that like the guy who runs this league listens to the podcast. So he's going to be like, all right, come on, guys. That's who I lost to. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. The, the I lost the commissioner of the league, which, mm-hmm. by the way, seems a little shady to me. <laughs> I know he has access to my team. He's probably looked at my team more than I have, and I don't trust it. Yeah. Well, just looking at your team is not going to do a whole lot. <laughs> uh, so you have stuff. Go ahead. Well, I have another. I have a piece of news in the Jared Stern multiverse. Hit us with it. Well, remember last week, the big update was that uh, South African. Jared Stern is alive, alive yeah. well, and interested. Well, I've got something else for you. What's going on? Australian Jared Stern is in play. Crikey. That's right. This is not a drill. It's a knife. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm going to have both of these Jared Stearns set up my fantasy lineup. This is what's going to happen. No, that's not going to work because he's going to do like fantasy Australian rules football, and it's not going to work out at all. It's completely <laughs> different scoring. But but yeah, so I heard back from the Australian Jared Stern. He's down. Um, he he also is it was experiencing some uh, a minor health thing, so he can't okay. come on uh, immediately. I believe he said he was having his tonsils removed, okay. which does not lend itself well to speaking on a that. podcast. <laughs> I want his voice to be crystal clear uh, for when <laughs> we have to just make fun of his accent. Yeah, I, I, I'm hopefully the conversation didn't go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still recovering uh, from a surgery. I, I can't come on. What surgery could you possibly have that prohibits you from talking on a podcast? It's, it's tonsillitis. Yeah, I, oh, I, had, a voice, I had a voice boxectomy. <laughs> All I'm saying is we're going to be able to bask in accents from people with our names. Love it. I'd be curious to see how they say our name. I don't know. Because we haven't talked to them. My only experience with a with a South African accent is Lethal Weapon Two. If if I had the time, I would edit together every time you've said the word South African in a in a South African <laughs> accent because you're yeah, very pr- you're very proud of the South African accent. Yeah. So every time I wait for it too. <laughs> uh, South Africa, South Africa. So one other thing, and I hate to make this a weekly routine. But we lost a legend today. Yeah, we did. It's man. So if you don't know, listening, Norm McDonald, comedic legend, SNL host of Weekend Update, um, in one of my favorite movies, uh, Dirty Work, passed away 61 of cancer. Yeah. Of cancer. Yeah, I mean, it's another one of these quote quiet battles. Yeah, with cancer. What I was thinking too, like him, you know, Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. I mean, when you don't know they're sick and they pass, it stings a little bit more. I mean, obviously, he's not suffering now anymore. Yeah, which yeah. is which is good. But man, I I heard that I, I heard that today. I couldn't. First of all, not only can I not believe Norm Macdonald is gone, but I can't believe Artie Lang outlived him. I was expecting that to get a bigger laugh. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second to process because I had read that I had read that you wrote that earlier and I thought it was really fucking funny. And then when you said it again, for some reason I thought there was more coming. But no, that's a great line. You should definitely use that on stage. If, I, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and use that on stage. <laughs> I, I I I can't remember the specific jokes, but I remember the tone of Norm McDonald yeah. on Weekend Update. And I remember never really loving Weekend Update until I saw him on it because. He was like one of the first people who like seriously took it not seriously, but seriously. Right. Well, no, that's not true. 
Chevy Chase took it not seriously as well. The, I never really watched Chevy Chase. That was a well, little bit before my generation. It's before your time. Yeah. Yeah. But like it was so before my time that I didn't get any of like the tertiary reruns coming out. Sure. Like, but Norm MacDonald, man, that's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. And it I'll tell you what else is a shame. It's a shame that I'm not a bigger fan. Like all of my comedian friends are like devastated. And he was a massive influence for them. And outside of like SNL, yeah. dirty work. And, you know, I, I saw him on the roasts and I've seen him on talk shows. And obviously I, I like Norm MacDonald. I think he's funny. I just, I'm not super familiar with like all of his stuff. Normal. So yeah. it's, he, he just wasn't one of my influences. So, I mean, I wish this hit me harder. Yeah. But aside from the fact that, yeah, he's a singular voice and a legendary comedian. And it's a goddamn shame he's gone. I just, and I'll, I'll, I'll always remember Turd Ferguson fondly. I was scrolling through Twitter, you know, just looking at all the very small tributes. And there was a, a guy who posted a quote from an interview uh, that Norm MacDonald did. The interviewer said, I can imagine being on my deathbed and thinking, why did I waste so many meals on yogurt? And, and Norm says, absolutely. You know, I think about my deathbed a lot. And the interviewer says, what do you think about it? He says, I think I should have never purchased a deathbed in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) I read somewhere and I don't know whether or not the quote has been adjusted because I was trying to refine it and it's been, I can't find the original one, but it's, he's like, uh, when I hear the term, somebody lost the battle to cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, I never liked that term because I'm pretty sure when the person dies, the cancer dies also. So at the very least, it's a draw. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you, uh, that you mentioned that. There, I, I was walking through my neighborhood and there was a, um, in one of, the, one of the front yards, there was a, a little sign. It said, champion in the fight against Alzheimer's. And I think they need to pick their words a little more carefully because champion implies they won and last time i checked alzheimer's was undefeated or maybe i just forgot (laughs) that was fucking dark okay it it Um, was dark but it was it it was it's good dark it's it's good dark. all right um so how do we want to end this (laughs) i mean let's just end it solemnly (laughs) Just you know what we kind of steered away from it. Go ahead. Because we got we started talking about pets again. Right. But what are you doing for your birthday? What am I doing for my birthday? Thursday, I am going into work. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Saturday, uh, me and a couple of friends of mine, Julie and a, me, Julie and a couple of friends of mine, are uh, going out to Water Grill, which is like a nice seafood place where I will spend stupid amounts of money on just a seafood tower of like oyster Ooh, loves, love a good seafood tower yeah and then sunday we are going to a korean spa to get massages cool now is that is the korean spa like do they do stuff like the the cups do they do like the like that sort no. of thing so it's a it's a regular like massage what's cool about korean spas is they have like different rooms that you can go into and experience oh do they 
Yes. Not, yeah. I, that would be an even better birthday surprise, but no, I think it's just normal rooms. I've been there once and it's like, they have like a, a Himalayan salt room where it's just like Himalayan salt on the ground and you can lay on that. They okay. have a super hot room that you go in there and it's like a sauna. They have like a sensory room. It, it's really cool. Uh, I don't know the specifics of it, but she was like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I was like, I want to go one of two directions. Either I want to go back to Vegas and get super fucked up. Or I want to go to a spa and get massages. That's my that's my split right now. Okay. And so Vegas was just not on the cards. I mean, with everything that's going on, getting out of town with the new cat. Sure. Just, yeah. You have chosen to age gracefully. Yeah. Yeah, I have. We'll see what happens after this birthday. I'm petrified for you. Because as we know, the older I get, the younger I look. And somehow that aging energy gets funneled into you somehow. Here's the thing. I am your portrait of Dorian Gray. (laughs) So you, yes, you remain youthful. And I become this, uh, I continue to become this Lance Henriksen, haggard, just like hollow face uh, as uh, as we keep going. And I appreciate it, buddy. Don't think, don't think that I don't appreciate it. That uh, you know, you're the you're the fantasy football team of my aging. I do absolutely nothing, and you do all the work. So that's right. I'm here for you. <laughs> but 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 I'll I'll tell you the same thing that I tell all my other younger friends. That if I ever hear you complaining about turning 39, just know that I would happily cut your heart out and eat it if it meant I could be 39 again. To be absolutely honest, dude, that might be the only thing in my body still working the right way. I have four x-rays I need to take. Four. For what? I have a shoulder x-ray because my shoulder still is messed up from that bike accident a while back. I I have a knee x-ray because uh, years ago I had a lateral meniscal tear in my knee and it's just been getting worse and worse and worse. I have a foot x-ray because something's going on in between my big toe and my second toe where there's like a pain there. And I had to have a chest x-ray because I haven't fully been able to breathe 100% properly since having COVID. So take the heart. It's the, sign up for the heart. It's the only organ that seems to still be functioning at this point. Fantastic. All right, well, listen. So while you're still in one piece, enjoy your birthday. Thank you very much. Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking your ears between two sterns. Please leave us a five-star review, even if it's a sarcastic one. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have an idea for the show? Or are you also Jared Stern? Shoot us an email. You can find links to everything at jaredstern.com.